Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. In this episode with Sharifa today, there will be mention of eating disorders. And if that's triggering for you right now, this may not be the episode for you today. So please feel free to skip the episode and we'll speak to you next week. Hello and welcome to the Train Happy Podcast with me, Tally Rye. This is the podcast that helps you to have a feel-good relationship with fitness, food, and your body. And this week, I'm joined by Sharifa J. Now, Sharifa is a presenter. She's a model who you may have seen on the January cover of Runner's World magazine. And she is a mental health advocate and ambassador for Calm the Charity. It was so good to chat to her about her journey with her body, with running, And we really get into lots of her tips and advice about getting started with running, especially when you'd feel like you don't necessarily fit the runner's mold. So I really think you're gonna enjoy that conversation. But of course, before we get into that, it is time for this week's Train Happy Trooper. Hi, I'm Vicky. Uh, My train happy this week is that, so for context, I'm on the contraceptive injection. And with that, it's associated with um, you could possibly get uh, osteoporosis and I've been on it for 16 years so a few years back I had what's called a bone density scan or a DEXA scan and that sort of you know no issues with my bones they're fine and then this year I've had two quite severe falls where I've ended up with two separate broken bones and my brain was a bit like oh maybe my bones are falling apart on me like how am I breaking my bones I'm only in my 30s Anyway, so I asked my doctor for another DEXA scan and then yesterday I had my other bone density scan and the gentleman actually said my bones are stronger than they were a few years back, uh, which proves for the last sort of a little less than a year I've been heavy weightlifting with my dad twice weekly and it just proves that weightlifting does its job of strengthening your bones and uh, that's my train happy for it. That made me very happy to know that I've got bone, strong bones and that training weights is not only do I always feel the benefits anyway and I'm making pretty much make personal bends every week in some most of the exercises, but that I'm actually like inside it is doing it's what it should be doing. So that's my thing. Oh, that didn't take too long for me to say. Thanks, bye. Vicky, I love that train happy moment. I think it's such a great example of how movement, especially weight training, can have such real physical benefits. And you know what? Increasing your bone density is not sexy. It's not on the billboards, is it? But it should be. And I love that real life reminder. So thank you so much for sharing that with us. 
if you want to be featured as train happy trooper of the week we would love 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 to hear from you and if you want to ask myself or a guest any question we'd also love to hear from you you can get in touch with us via our whatsapp you can send us a voice note like Vicky did, or you can send us a message on 07599927537. And if you're listening internationally, you can put plus four four in front of that and you'll be able to get through. And if you want to get in touch with us via our Instagram, make sure you're following us at Train Happy Podcast and you can send us a message there too. We love, love, love to hear from you. And now it's time to hear from our guest, Sharifa J. Sharifa, thank you so much for coming in today. How are you doing? And uh, how was your journey in? Thank you for having me. Um, I am doing good. My journey in was, was nice. It was very thoughtful. I was thinking about that movie, Nope. I saw some stuff because it's got Daniel Clear in it, hasn't it? I love him. And I feel like I love him too. And I feel like I need to see it. But isn't it scary? Uh, it's not scary. It's like huh? Okay. <laughs> That's the only way I can describe it. Well, we were just chatting before we press record and uh, turns out we've both been to drama school. Um, we've both ended up in slightly alternative careers, but we've made it work for ourselves, haven't we? We did. We're the same age. Yeah. It's well, almost. Al- al- yeah. Almost. Yeah. But um, yeah, I feel like, yeah, this is kind of a, a synergy that I wasn't expecting. Even though I did my research, I didn't know this about you. Ah, and we have so many co- like friends in common mm. and connections. It's great. I'm really happy to be here. And I'm really happy to have this chat as well. I wanted to bring you in today because after being, you were kind of requested by our listeners and I was having a look at everything you do and I was just like, okay, so she's a model amazing she's a presenter amazing she is an ambassador for the charity calm um, mental health advocate um you know very open about being a curvy woman who was on the cover of runner's world magazine in january i just feel like there's so much stuff that is a very a tick 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 of the kind of train happy vibes and you certainly have the vibes and i really there's so many questions I want to talk to you about like I say because you do have so many strings to your bow but I know it has been a bit of a journey to get here and like uh we kind of alluded to you did start in drama school so I'd love to know what the journey was to where you are today because I know that mental health has played a big role in that I know there's probably been a few twists and turns along the way so how did you get here Oh my god! Big question, I know. <laughs> That's I like a big to, question. I like to also, start with the big ones. The so many compliments. I'm not going to be able to get out of this door. <laughs> finish. My <laughs> head is going to be so big. Um, <clears throat> thank you for all the positivity on my work. I think uh, it's always nice to hear, and it's nice to know that I'm going along the right path. I think. How did I get here? Well, yeah, I did go to drama school. I start. I I went to drama school when I was 18, and like a lot of people that I know came out of drama school with probably feeling worse about myself <laughs> and um, less confident about uh, being in the world than I was when I went in. I actually went into drama school with a scholarship um, based on the fact that I was, I was quite a good singer, but ended Same. up- I didn't get a scholarship, but singing was my thing too. Oh, I'm terrible at it now, honestly. <laughs> I'm Don't, make singing... <laughs> Don't make me dance. <laughs> well, they were like, okay, we're gonna, come to this school, here's a scholarship because you can sing and we're just going to teach you how to dance. But 
you have to lose loads of weight because you're just too fat bad word but that's what they said to me at the time so it's just the truth of what they said um went through all these very strange strange relationship with food and my body and in i remember actually the day when one of my teachers it's the end of the first year um pulled me up to the front of the class and said look at sharifa look everyone look at sharifa look at her now she came in here overweight da, da, da. but now look at her best stu- star student she's a transformation everyone should have sharifa as the example because i'd lost weight only because i'd lost weight and i had worked very hard to get better at dancing and sort of try and blend into that world but it was mostly because of the weight loss um fast forward a couple of years and i'm in my third year of drama school my first boyfriend that i loved so much cheated on me with multiple people um i was completely heartbroken i didn't know how to deal with it and i was working in a italian restaurant over the summer to pay pay my bills during the during the year um i had like three jobs i think and i just ended up gaining a lot of weight i probably gained back half of what i lost in the first year and the same teacher that told me you're a transformation i walked in uh start of the first first year and he literally said get out of my class you make me sick i don't want to see you i'm so sorry you experienced that because there's so many levels of fucked up at drama school in so many aspects but that to me speaks a lot about a that person's fat phobia b the toxic beauty and body standards in the performing industry and c the obsession with before and afters and transformations and you know what on that whole topic people get so much praise for that after don't they they get so many flowers like you say and you know like they were this 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 before like you weren't a human being Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden because you're now taking up less space in the world apparently you're more worthy of being you know praised Mm -hmm. and it's so messed up and I think actually what you're speaking to in terms of the natural the natural well predicted you know uh, weight regain after a dieting attempt that sounded hugely unsustainable is a your body's normal reaction to not being fed enough firstly but also your body knowing where it thrives and that this unrealistic standard that drama school kind of you know said you had to reach is not it yeah <laughs> it was not it when I would look in the mirror even at a much smaller size I didn't see this like confident happy woman in Mm. fact I was the complete opposite I was um really anxious and unable to express myself and just a really bad version of me um so anyway I graduated from drama school started auditioning for shows was very unsuccessful because I had no confidence and then got picked up for modeling and I will never forget the the, the thing that someone said to me, I was in Oxford Circus and um, very classic place to, for people to pick you up um, or a festival if anyone's trying to get scouted. Um, and someone said, oh, you'd be a great plus size model. And I think at the time I was a size 12 and I was fuming. I was like, how dare you? How dare you? Cause you know, I spent all this time trying to be anything but plus size. But back then, 10 years ago, 
plus size clothing ranges. I think I, I think I modeled for boohoo.com as one of my first jobs and I was a size 12 and they were putting me in size 16 clothes, which were, first of all, much smaller in size anyway. And second of all, I was being pinned into them. So now you can't do that anymore. Well, I think some brands do, but now nowadays you can't be, they have to use models that are the size, the sample size or close to. But back then it was like, okay, let's just get some smaller looking models and let's just find ones that have big bums or big boobs and that will be our plus size girl. Which is crazy because I think that really messes up the customers and just, oh, this is another layer. So many layers. So let's many layers into all the layers. Up. But yeah, I, I basically just ended up, um, and that's how I ended up in the world of plus size modeling. And so I guess that's taken me on the journey to where, where I am today. I think it's so interesting how we have this idea of ourselves and life takes its twists and turns and we end up kind of doing what we're doing. And it's so interesting about, you know, like I said, and I, I think with drama school, like it does have such an impact on our relationship with food and exercise and our body. Even if it's not so as explicit, like in my experience, I didn't really have anyone commenting that I needed to lose weight, whatever, but it was just, even if you don't explicitly say it, you say it about other people. So you then and other people in the room not only felt that. So what makes me so angry about the situation you had is not only did it impact you, all the other people in the room have now internalized that A, if you're bigger than X, then that's a bad thing. And that if you then achieve in a transformation and after, then that is only a positive thing. I feel like I was almost a victim of that in the sense of, because I just saw the way the bodies were spoken about the way that you know your industry your body is your cv and you know staring at a mirror in, all day every day um it can do a lot to like i say people saying things you, you, you internalize so much yeah i think it's amplified as well in the world of performing arts because you are a a represent a woman is a representation of, mm. of, what a, of what a woman's supposed to look like or whatever back then um but really i think it it spans across all industries in different ways there's an expectation for women to look and i think this all comes back to the beauty standard that mm -hmm. has been long upheld for hundreds of years you know we i think we like to believe that we're very far away from the days of women in corsets you know with these organ crushing corsets and for actually if you look at the the things we go through even now today as women we are still in a place where beauty standards um are you know more more important than ever um for in some industries and for some people i mean just look at the rise of plastic surgery and injectables over the last few years it's i watched i love 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 island by the way i'm gonna say this i love love island very controversial because i haven't loved it before <laughs> but this year i loved the series because i liked the storylines minus a couple of bits but what i did find really problematic about it was how normalized it's become to have you know injectables um and for your for, for these women to to not look obviously like you know natural and although i don't judge anyone for doing that because i see those people as victims of the beauty standard i also worry about what it means for young people or just even any women growing up i mean i'm a i'm a full-time model last year i was on the cover of l magazine and this year i was on the cover of runner's world i should be probably 
happy with how I look. Um, I still watched Love Island and was like, oh, she looks nice in that bikini. I wish I had a body like that. And so it's very hard when you, you're only seeing certain representations of what women are supposed to look like. Um, this is why I love Lizzo because yeah. <laughs> Lizzo is like everything. You mentioned you on the cover of Runner's World magazine and that it was a January issue. You're a size 18 woman running on a, and I should say a size 18 black woman running on the cover of a running magazine. I feel like such an underrepresented group. That's huge. What was it like to be asked to do that? And I wanna talk more about the running stuff as well because it sounds like it's become a real passion of yours and a real part of your kind of mental health self-care. Yeah, that's a really good question. Thank you. Um, well, when they first asked me, obviously I was like, me, this old rag, <laughs> really? Um, and it's one of those things where when you book a really exciting job, you think, oh, is it gonna, is it, is it definitely gonna go ahead? Because <laughs> there's always like talks before with your agency and okay, what other things have you got in the pipeline? And is it gonna conflict with any of those things? So when I was actually there on the shoot day, I was like, okay, this is really exciting. But um, I remembered feeling incredibly anxious actually on the shoot day and more so than any other job I've been on actually. Um, and I think it's because I felt the significance of it. Mm. Um, and I wanted to look, I just wanted to rep represent myself and the plus size community in the best possible way. So I think they probably, re the Runners World team will probably remember me being like, is this definitely the right color for my eyes? And they probably thought, oh, Sharifa, this, who is this diva coming here being like, I need more styling. You know, <laughs> I wasn't quite like that, but I was just, I was very involved in like how I wanted to be portrayed on the cover because I was very aware that this is not an opportunity that people like me get. Um, so, you know, I'll be damned if I look bad. <laughs> and of course they did an amazing job and they would never make me look bad, um, which they didn't. And I was so happy. The whole team were incredible. The photographer was amazing, stylist amazing, makeup artist hair, everyone was incredible. So um, m me feeling anxious was just a me problem um, and definitely not a them problem. <laughs> and um, they were really nice to like work with me on that. But I remember just, when it came out, the so many people saying in January, obviously you've come out of Christmas time and we live in a society that goes, you know, like all the TV commercials, stuff your face as much as you can, M&S, mm -hmm. <laughs> indulge, you know, Sainsbury's, get buy this, eat this, do that, all the adverts, food everywhere. Um, so everyone overindulges at Christmas, most people do. Um, and then obviously January comes and the adverts go, okay, 50% of gym memberships, everyone get down the gym, you're all, you've all indulged too much. There's so much to, to take in, I think for a lot of people. And so to be part of the narrative in January that was like, actually, you don't have to go and hit the gym just because you had a lot of Christmas turkey was really felt really special to me because a lot of people messaged me saying, oh, I really needed that. I needed to hear that. I need to see that. I'm feeling bad about the fact that my trousers don't fit. And I'm like, look, look you know, in the article itself, obviously I talk about, I think I talk about self-acceptance and you know, just sort of sitting with who you are as a person and really like our bodies change and that is life and um, they will continue to change for as long as we are alive. And instead of working against who you are, actually work with who you are and just 
trying. You don't even have to love yourself. You just have to accept yourself. I think that's a good starting point. So yeah, it felt like I really, um, I'm really proud of that. And hopefully I'll do another cover and I won't be anxious <laughs> that time, um, be a bit more myself, but yeah. Did people comment on the whole, oh look, it's a person in a bigger body running on a cover, like this person can't be healthy and blah, blah, blah. Did we, did, did all of that discourse happen? Of course. <laughs> that discourse happens as for as long as I've existed on the internet um, or in campaigns, there will always be someone, there's two, there's two camps of people. <laughs> Right. Well, maybe like three. There's one camp of person that says, this woman is unhealthy. She's overweight. Stop promoting obesity. This is terrible. She can't run. She probably walks, blah, blah, blah. And then there'll be another camp of people saying, this isn't even a plus size model. Um, she's really skinny. <laughs> Why don't you choose someone that's fully black? You're picking a mixed race girl rather than picking a black girl, which there is a lot to that and that is a whole separate conversation. So I, I, I'm very much, I agree with that in, in some ways. Um, and then there'll be the other people that are like, yes, I'm so glad to see some steps in a different direction. The minority camp will always be the haters. Mm -hmm. um, it's always more positive than anything. And yeah, you'll always get people with their opinions um, and that's fine. We are entitled to our opinions. Sometimes it's hard to take when <laughs> the opinions are about me because yeah, my journey has obviously gone from being bigger to being smaller to being bigger again. Um, so I guess I don't really define myself by the size of my body. I'm just me. Yeah, there is you know, within the fitness space as well. And I think it was really evident, obviously, I'm sure you saw the Cosmopolitan cover with Callie Thorpe on the, the cover. And we spoke to Callie about it on the podcast. And that, I think that it was a, a hugely difficult time for her. And she kind of knew what she was getting into because it was, that cover was a, this is healthy cover. And I think that's a really sadly hotly debated topic. Um, and I don't think people even probably read the article around what Callie was talking about, around mental health and things. And so I think, because we've had this such black and white view of what we think health is and what we think it means to be fit. And like you say, like people are like, oh, I bet she walks. You know, for me, I just hope people feel empowered and comfortable to just move their bodies and be in their bodies no matter what. Walking can be such a huge step for people and can be amazing and should be celebrated just as much as running a marathon to me because it's so individual and dependent on the person and the situation and so I get so frustrated at the really short-sighted view like you say some people are just out to be trolls but but I think there's a, a very short-sighted view around the world that you know oh well people you know if they're bigger they shouldn't have active wear to wear and if you know there was the whole Nike thing oh, and the yeah. model mannequin and oh, like yeah. oh like, I can't believe you're like making plus size clothes and I'm like wait a second I thought you wanted these people to work <laughs> to out healthy. all the time yeah. and they're meant to be losing weight to please mm -hmm. your definition mm -hmm. of health and all of that stuff like, how are so they going to do, do that want? if they don't have clothes right? to wear <laughs> so what do you want yeah and I think you know I read your runner's world article and I think what was really powerful about what you had to say and what the cover represented was the fact that you were talking about how running has really benefited your mental health and how actually independent of your weight that there's actually so many positive things that have happened in terms of how you look after yourself and your body has kind of done its thing in response to that and actually can we not talk about the things that 
how you're looking after yourself and what you're doing and you know I think there's also the, the the conversation and it's important to say that I also don't think health is a moral obligation and I don't think we should be so obsessed with it in some ways which just might sound crazy from someone who's works in the fitness space but I think you know a larger conversation around how much control we actually do have over our health and all that kind of stuff I think um we don't have as much control as we do but that's a separate podcast and I I think let's not get into all of the topics (laughs) I love that though can I can I please say what you want to say can I say something on that because well you said about five things there I know, that I could have is... that I could have happily just like ooh, like gotten into but one thing that really jumps out at me is okay what is health define health because I'm an ambassador for calm the mental health charity and through working with them it's become very evident to me over the years that physical health and mental health are very equal okay um if you you can be physically healthy but mentally unwell and you're not healthy. You can be mentally healthy and physically unhealthy and you're not healthy. So you have to have both really to, I believe, to to be healthy, physical health and mental health go hand in hand. So let me bring this back to an example. When I was younger, when I was 18, when I went to drama school and I experienced, I think what I would probably call an eating disorder, even though my body looked physically healthy to some people, I was extremely depressed. I was anxious. I had very low self-esteem. I didn't feel well. I had a very unhealthy eating habits, a very bad relationship with food and with myself. Now, fast forward to where I am now. I'm a size 18. I think back then I was probably a size eight. Fast forward to where I am now. And although with the pandemic I've still had my struggles like everyone does um you know you have your good days and your bad days but on the most part I am mentally and emotionally a much happier person even though I am a bigger size so people would have happily put me on well I don't know if they would have happily put me on a cover of a magazine 10 years ago but if I was on a cover of a magazine 10 years ago there would they wouldn't have been the same conversation around this woman is not healthy when actually I was smoking 20 cigarettes a day drinking taking recreational drugs on nights out and doing all these things that I don't do now and no one would have seen that because all they see is the size of my body as a representation of health and that's where we need to sort of untether the idea we have about health and what a person's body looks like you do not know somebody's life and until you can sit them down take a vial of their blood check all their organs you know you cannot say this person is unhealthy and that person is not healthy it's just unless you are their personal doctor (laughs) it's not up to anyone to decide this and that's what we need to tackle and for me that's that is the epitome of fat phobia it's just we live in a country we live in a world even where people see someone with excess fat on their body and they decide all these things about what that what it means and it's wrong in my opinion and it it has to stop because it's dangerous as well i want to rewind to the celebration 
If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Break you wave because I actually I must have seen you because I went to go and cheer on some friends who also did that same race. And I can't tell you how powerful it is to see a thousand women of all shapes and sizes in a sports bra and pants running, and you can you could feel the empowerment that you could just sense it as you're watching it I cried obviously because I'm just a sensitive soul I couldn't believe what I was seeing I and and to the point where I actually signed up and this is someone who I would you know self-confessed like non-runner signed up to do it because I thought I need to be part of this I need to be part of this energy I need to experience this because I've even though you know people were running like you say 10k is is um a lot you know I think people make other guards easy because there's a marathon exists but we need to acknowledge that 10k is tough especially if you haven't done a lot of running before especially if you're not very confident in your body and especially if you've not felt kind of accepted in that space before but I think it's so beautiful and so inspiring to see all these people just doing it and giving it a go and some people were just walking and you know what who cares they did it. That's incredible. They signed up. They got out of their comfort zone. I mean, it's it's incredible to see. And I, and likewise with the marathon, I'm sure also cried watching the marathon because I live near Tower Bridge. So I stood on the bridge and I love cheering people, love calling out their names. And once again, cried because all I could think of is with the marathon is every single person is here, probably because something difficult happened in their life. And they're here to raise money for that or they're here for a challenge or that, you know, everyone's been through so much to be here on a physical and emotional level. And wow, I can't believe they're doing this. This is, a marathon is so tough. And once again, a marathon is full of people of all shapes and sizes. We think, you know, I think of Paula Radcliffe when I think of a marathon runner or Mo <laughs> Farah, but, you know, actually. I'm just laughing because I'm thinking about the Paula Radcliffe. 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 Radcliff
<laughs> I know. I feel Bless bad that her. that tarnished her career. Good for her. But do you know what? Sometimes Let it go. go. Yeah. You go. When you got to, I love her. She inspired me. Oh. I thought like, if I shit myself, I don't even feel bad because, yeah, can we swear? To, Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Then I don't feel bad because Paula did it. That means I'm like a true professional. <laughs> if it happens to the professionals, it can happen to us. We're good. And also, I'd like to say, there is no such thing as a non-runner. Um, so well, you right. Challenge me on this. Go on. Yeah, I appreciate this. There's challenge. no such thing as a non-runner. If you go out for a run, then you are a runner. And yes. I, I have no space or energy for people who say, "Oh, well, it doesn't make you a runner just because you went out for a run one run." Everyone has to start somewhere. And 10k is a challenge, but actually anything that's uncomfortable for you whether it's five minutes of running two minutes of running 1k 5k 10k 20k doesn't matter what it is if it's challenge if it challenges you then it's a challenge so there is no acceptable amount of time to run there is no standard there is no you can't stop and have a walk you can't do this if you've got up that day and said I'm going to put my trainers on and step outside the house and give that a go then you should be proud of yourself and this runners experienced runners are not allowed to monopolize running everyone has the same rights to running if they want to do it so give it your best go that's what I would say okay well I appreciate that because (laughs) you're right you're so right and you know what I completely agree with you and in fact recently I created a bit of content online around going for a run walk and I think it's called Jeffing. Jeffing. Yeah, he's a real person. Oh, yeah. Well, I do like a bit of a run, a bit of a walk, and just enjoy just um, in a very intuitive way in terms of listening to my body when I want to run, listen to my body when I want to walk. And it, you know, was probably a much longer. I was out for much longer than I anticipated. I did much more than anticipated because I gave myself that unconditional permission to just to to walk to rest to have a drink if i needed it you know all those things and i think like you say the the less rules and the less rigidity we have around going for a run or going for a walk and you know the more we have and i work a lot with people one to one and i i ask them to kind of challenge themselves between okay what are your workout rules what in your mind have you decided counts and what doesn't count and can we just throw that all out the window, please? And can we actually challenge all of those preconceived notions that you have? You know, like I said, the less rules we have, the more fun it is. You could just get to go for it. You just get to give it a try. And it sounds like that's what you've done with so many different events. Honestly, I have, <laughs> I've like, to some people's standards, I have failed at so many things that I've tried. I've d- ran 10Ks very slowly or I've walked at parts or, you know, sometimes I've had great days where I've like ran things really well or really fast. It For me, it's all valid. It all counts. And we have to take away the barriers and the restrictions, like you say, because that is just holding you back, right? Mm. If you can't run, walk. If you can't walk, move an arm, move a leg, you know, do some Pilates <laughs> because like you can do that from in your bed. Focus on what you can do rather than what you can't do. And I feel that that, in, in my experience, is a much better way of giving yourself the space to exist in the world, a world that tells you you have to be all these things. But what if you never get to being all those things? You're just gonna live your life not ever going for a walk, not ever giving anything a try because you can't do it perfectly. 
Um, don't aim for perfection. Aim for seven out of 10. Aim for whatever it is that's like, you know, well, I give it a go. You know, I gave it a go. I ran half a marathon and I didn't get to the end. I didn't get a medal, but do you know what? Who cares? Because I ran half a marathon. Not I failed at a marathon. I ran half a marathon. I saw people at the marathon literally stopping halfway saying, I'm done, my body's done. I'm not gonna get my medal, but I came, I gave it a go. And those people should be just as proud of themselves as the people who ran a marathon in sub, you know, four hours or, or whatever. It's so true. And like you say, if we look around us at the screens behind us, I mean, there's so many different ways to move your body. That's the whole point of these screens. It's like, if running's not your thing, there's so much, there's an event, an activity, a form of movement for you. And, you know, half the fun is finding that and half the fun is figuring that out and figuring, you know, what makes you feel really good. I want to hand over uh, questions to our listeners. We have a listener Ooh. question. Um, and I believe it's a bit about motivation. Hey Tally, loving the podcast. Um, I just wanted to get in touch to ask for some advice really. Um, I was dead into running over lockdown when like so many times a week, it was great and I really want to get back into it. Um, but I'll be at work all day like, oh my God, I can't wait to go for a run later. Then by the time I get home from work and I sit down, that's it. The motivation's gone. There's like I just don't want to go for a run anymore but then the next day will happen I'll be like oh I can't wait to go for a run later and it's just that cycle again do you have any advice on how to bring my motivation up or to just you know push myself to get outside um thanks so much looking forward to hearing from you I love that that was so sweet can I go it's, it's a question for you, my love. Oh. <laughs> you go for, well, I'll have okay. my two cents, but I you actually, your first. I actually put my hand up like I, I was know. in school. <laughs> I know the answer. <laughs> okay, I have, I have, thank you, Molly, for the question. I feel like an agony aunt and I'm very excited. <laughs> so I have, I have a few things for this, okay. I understand that feeling of being like, oh my gosh, the, the last thing I can think of is dragging myself once you get home, you've had a long day. All you want to do is sit down and watch Netflix on repeat mm. and, uh, you know, have the glass of wine and do all of that. And don't worry, you can still do all those things. But all you need to do is get yourself out. And I think removing as many barriers as possible is, I think, the way to do this. So set out your running clothes perfectly in a place that are easy to change into access. Or if you're coming from work, you can even get changed straight into your running clothes from work so that you're ready to go. I think that's, sometimes that's the hardest part. Like, oh, I've got to get up, get my running clothes. So make them easily accessible. Shoes, everything all set out with your, with your headphones. Get yourself like a good podcast, maybe train happy. Yeah. <laughs> keep plugging it keep plugging it Sharifa something something you're actually looking forward to listening to train happy um, then it's obvious yeah. the obvious choice obviously not everyone <laughs> runs with music or podcasts but if you do I think that's a really good way to look forward to your run give yourself a little bit of space but if you don't listen to that I would say maybe setting like giving yourself a few themes of the evening okay what are you going to think about are you going to when you're running you can think about gratitude are you going to maybe go through those in your mind as you're running just give yourself something to look forward to in in that run and I always say like obviously have your intention of if you want to run 5k great if you want to run 2k great but just have that number in your mind but also just say to yourself just do what you can 
just do what you can. Do you know what? If I want to stop at 1K, that's absolutely fine. I've done 1K tick. That's done. Fantastic. If you want to stop before, then great. And most of the time, I think when you allow yourself that space, you end up going, oh, actually, I could probably do a bit more. I could do like two more minutes, five more minutes. And then by the end of it, you're like, I've run 8K. I was only supposed to run 5K. What's happened here? So um, removing barriers. And also something I did when I ran the marathon, I found it so hard to train for the marathon because it's a lot of training and it's a lot of motivating yourself to get up mm, all the time, like especially for long runs, like Sunday, run day, long day. You're running like half marathons and you're like, I don't want to do that on a Sunday, but you have to do it because if you don't train for it, you're not going to be able to do it. So I had this huge calendar on my wall. It was like a one of those ones you'd see in an office and I had colorful pens of um training like what I had to do in my week of training and it was fairly rigid with running but on the days because it's a marathon plan but the days in between I'd do like okay so an option would be you can run or you can cycle or you can go swimming or you can go to that class so I give myself all these options so on the days where I wasn't sure if I definitely wanted to run I'd just swap it out with something else and then I'd tick it off so it get, gives you that reward when you've done something you've tick you tick it off or I'd like swap out the rest days so I'd know am I making sense with this a thousand percent yeah <laughs> I um so basically within train happy and intuitive movement which I specifically specialize in you are describing firstly you described what I call unconditional permission to rest perfectly in terms of with the opportunity of trying to get yourself out for a run, but going at any point, if I want to turn around, even even if I just simply step out the front door, if you just give it a go, then you truly know, you know, am I exhausted and I do just need to sit and watch Netflix or do I just need to get going? And sometimes we can't tell until we actually just try and get going. And if everything is being like, no, 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 then you know, okay, it's not today. But often, like you say, if you just move and see how your body feels and you allow yourself to walk in between or have a moment or whatever often you find you might end up doing more than you initially planned and I think you explained that perfectly and the second thing you were describing you know so beautifully was what I call gentle movement and within intuitive movement and I don't know if you're familiar with the intuitive eating framework it's I've heard Gwyneth Paltrow's uh, <laughs> books and things. Oh, well, it, Gwyneth Paltrow's intuitive eating is a diet culture take on a non-diet approach okay. to our relationship with food. And intuitive eating is is 10 principles created by these two dietitians, Evelyn Tribbley and Elise Rash. And it's all about helping us move away from dieting and start to really make peace with food and, you know, be more in tune with our bodies and, you know, really, as you said earlier in the podcast, work with our bodies rather than against them. And intuitive movement is the exact same thing. And these principles with which I wrote about in my book, um, one of which is all about how do we have structure? How do we train for a marathon while still finding time for the fun stuff, the stuff we enjoy while still listening to our body? And I think you described that beautifully in terms of swapping in stuff, you know, maybe... I can't face running today, but I could do a gentle swim or maybe I go do a dance class. I mean, just raise my heart rate for a certain amount of time because that makes me feel really good. I know there's certain, you know, points of the plan I have, the boxes I have to tick, but I'm going to allow flexibility and a fun and enjoyment part within that. And I think that's, it sounds like you've kind of naturally found this real intuitive approach to 
movement um that seems to really work for you and i hope will inspire others to to kind of give it a go do you have any tips for runners who are thinking especially people who are like i don't see lots of people out running who look like me or you know do you have tips on how to get started on how to build your confidence with that because i think confidence is a huge part of that yeah i definitely do um i think first first of all i would say find active wear that's really comfortable don't find active wear that you think looks the best um because sometimes the stuff that looks good does not feel good. It's itchy, it's it's awful, and you're gonna feel that when you're out running. So Especially just... a sports bra. Yes. Don't underestimate a proper, good, mm-hmm. hold them down sports bra. Exactly. Something, and and you, trousers that actually fit correctly and you're not pulling around the waistband and you don't want to feel like you're wearing clothes really when you're running. So even if that's going out in a big baggy t-shirt and a pair of, leggings then let it be what it is um just find something that you're comfortable in and remember that people don't really care what you look like um no one actually really looks at you when you're running they're more busy people are more focused on themselves than they are on you that's just life we're all (laughs) self-involved um we're all worrying about what does my hair look like or did i say that the wrong thing or da 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 um if someone does acknowledge you out on a run, then it will probably be very brief and then you would leave their mind almost instantly because people where they don't know you don't really care about you and that sounds really awful, but I think that's the fact, the the truth of the matter. If you are one of those people who's experienced some negativity out on runs, because I know that that is something that does happen, unfortunately, if you are a bigger size, it's happened to me when I've been out on runs. I think that's really, can be really, really hard to cope with. And I would definitely say, talk to your nearest and dearest about it. Perhaps getting friends out on a run with you so that you just feel a little bit more confident at first. And um, of course, like if you just don't wanna listen to anyone's crap, then just put your headphones in. Um, So, it's not about them, it's about you, it's your journey. And if you wanna go out for a run, get out for a run. Um, obviously don't put yourself in any danger, but find find areas to run that are pretty if you can, or enjoyable scenery, um, perhaps less people around if you don't feel comfortable. Um, just do whatever you can to make yourself feel comfortable, but make sure that you do, if you wanna go out for a run, don't ever feel like you can't go out for a run just because of the world. I love that because you're right you know like I say I work with people I hear about their negative experiences in these things and I think like you say there's so much um, power in having a buddy I think that's really huge and I also think um, like you say being comfortable and taking out your own pace like we were talking about before having that you know knowing that you can walk at any point and it hasn't invalidated your run in fact it's very much part of it and I want to recommend someone for people to follow this is someone called try I think it's try underscore two underscore living it's an American woman she recently went really viral um, because she was I think coming out of a particular bout of depression and she has committed to doing I think it's like 22 hard things in 2022 
And one of them was building up to run a 5K um, and eventually do a triathlon. And she's been doing it and it's been so incredible to watch. And what's been the most beautiful thing about watching her videos and her stories is that everything is just incremental, you know? It's okay, well at first I was just running for 30 seconds and then I would walk for a while and then I'd run for 30 seconds again and now I'm building up to a minute and everything has been so gradual and so about going at her own pace and you know it's been incredibly exciting to see how rewarding it has been for her and her mental health I think that's been the huge huge part and one thing I would add to the motivation thing and something I talk about with people all the time is you know find that deeper motivation for you on on a wider scale with movement why is movement beneficial for you how does it benefit you physically how does it benefit you mentally and emotionally and if you can really figure that stuff out and you know whether that is you know, helping me manage my symptoms of depression or helping me build confidence in who I am or helping me um, take part in events with my friends and, you know, feeling super empowered in my sports bra and pants, you know, those are really, really cool big things that I think go such a long way in terms, you know, when we are feeling that ebb, because eventually we'll find the flow, but when we're in that ebb, you're like, oh yeah, I remember how great it made me feel. I remember how powerful I felt, how strong I felt. You know, I remember how excited I was to like listen to my favorite songs and how I use this as self-care. And I think that's huge as well. So Molly, all the best with your motivation and things like that. Sharifa, it's come to the time of the podcast where I have to ask you, what has been your train happy moment this week? So my train happy moment this week was, so I haven't been out running or really doing anything much recently. I've had quite a busy, stressful summer. Um, I kind of, oh, I don't really like those words, busy and stressful, but it was really the only way to describe it. I've moved house three times. Wow. <laughs> I've uh, been traveling a lot. I've been like working all over Europe and flying a lot. I've been on loads of trains, loads of planes. And also I think, uh, not confirmed, but I think I might have long COVID. <laughs> so waiting to hear back from the doctors about that. Um, really not been feeling very energetic. And I took on um, Ride London a couple of months ago, which was a huge 100 mile bike ride. It was obviously a huge challenge. And from there, my motivation to move just completely went out of the window. I've barely been moving at all. Like I've probably been doing like a thousand steps a day, working from home as much as possible. And only obviously doing more steps when I have to commute to a job in Spain or whatever. So pretty big commute. Um, my motivation to get out has been hard. But last week I was, I've been at home for about three days straight. Like I'd literally not even gone in the garden. <laughs> like that, that was the situation. And I was getting more and more annoyed and fed up and, and like small things were irritating me. And I said to myself, Shrifa, you have to go on a walk because your problem is that you've got cabin fever. But sometimes it's really hard to break yourself away. I had lists like to-do lists as long as my arm and loads of emails coming in. And I was just like, oh my God, but I need to get the stuff done. And I managed to put down my urgent email. Um, 
I hadn't showered. I hadn't brushed my teeth. I was really like gross and a mess. And I just put on my trainers with what I was wearing and I went out for a walk. I went out for an hour walk and it saved me. I walked past this area I've never seen before. There were some horses that were out having a little, um, you know, little afternoon stroll. And I was so glad I did it because I didn't want to do it but I knew it was the right thing for me to do in that moment. And when I came back, I had a nice dinner and I was able to answer my emails much faster. My brain fog had gone. I had a good sleep that night. And I was proud of that because I didn't want to do it, but I knew it was the best thing for me to do. So um, it was a moment of listening to my body rather than listening to that little devil on my shoulder that's like, oh you can't go out dressed like this you've got to brush your hair you've got to do all this those were barriers but I overcame them with like this is what I need and I answered that call I love that so much I think that's so real and I think there's so many people who get themselves stuck in a rut and find like you know and I think they panic hugely about a dip in motivation and especially if you're not 100% well and you know there's too much stuff going on and I think it just goes to show that you will get back to movement when you're ready and that that movement can be really gentle and you can ease yourself back in in your own way and just how beneficial it can be for your overall well-being I think that's such a lovely example Sharifa this has been absolutely wonderful I could talk to you all day Um, I think we could I think we really could (laughs) where can people follow you find you and support you Thank you. Um, it's been lovely as well from my end. Um, I've got very passionate. I'm passionate about a lot of things we're talking about we today. We love passionate people. Um, thank you. And um, you can find me at Sharifa underscore J on, I guess, all platforms. I mean, maybe not YouTube because <laughs> I don't really do anything there. But you can find probably some weird videos from when I was 20. <laughs> um, but Sharifa J on Instagram and TikTok um yeah and just come and say hi um I always try and dm people back as much as I can it's my I I love chatting to people online so if you ever have any questions or just want to come and say hi then slide in the dms and maybe we'll see you at a race or an event yes maybe I'll come out in my sports bra and pants you have to come out in your sports bra and pants I I'm gonna hold you to that okay I'm gonna send you an invite okay (laughs) I, I think I can be convinced so Let's do it. Good. Thank you so much. Thank you. Oh, that chat with Sharifa was so lovely. I I really think I am going to try and join her on that 10K. Who knows? Watch this space. <laughs> but that is it for this week's episode of the Train Happy Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you took something away from this episode. And if you did, please do let us know on social media. You can find us on Instagram at Train Happy Podcast. And we do want to hear from you. We want your questions. We want to hear your train happy moments. And we'd love to feature you as train happy trooper of the week. So remember, you can get in touch with us via our WhatsApp. It is 07599927537. And whatever podcast platform you're choosing to listen to us on, please rate and review. It really helps the show and it really helps spread the train a happy message and that is it for this week i'll be back with a brand new episode for you next monday see you then ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row 
Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 